So next Casa Confessions question. You fucking Morgan Freeman or Stevie Wonder? That one was him. That one was LR. Well, actually, he it was it was a mutual effort. I added a little part to it. <laughs> all her hats got Yankee signs, Nike checks on all her kicks. She don't never take no lines. Except the one, two, four, five, six. Says she live in Marble Hill, but she chill at Pelham Bay. No hellos or how you feel. All her friends they get okay. Bronx made, 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 Bronx made. Welcome to Bronx Girl at Heart, a space where we explore harsh truths about growing up in our 20s and show love to our past while looking towards our future. My name is Bronx Girl at Heart, a.k.a. Alanis. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 12. Today, we'll speak about what we know now that we didn't know in our 20s and our early 20s and also what we didn't know in our teens in addition to the benefit of female friendships. So in vain of that, I invited a, a recent friend um, who I'll introduce in a bit, but I'm very excited to get into this because I actually met her at a meetup. So it was all about meeting women and getting to know each other and networking and all that. So we'll get into more of that today. A few reminders before we get started, please follow us on at Bronx Girl at Heart podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast today, please leave a comment in the rating review section of Apple Podcasts. And you can also leave a reply in the Q&A section of Spotify. And that leads us to the sound off. My first sound off point is, have you guys heard what happened to Britney Spears? Oh my gosh. Wait, actually, let me introduce our guests. So we're we're allowing our guests to join the sound off, um, which usually they join a little bit later, but I want to hear I want to hear different opinions today. So to the left of me, I have Alana. Hi. <laughs> hey girl. Um hey. yeah, if you just want to <laughs> tell the people um your socials and then maybe what you do for a living what borough what town you're from and then we can get into the sound off sure um so yeah i'm alana um i'm born and raised on long island so you know have you had a long island at all before yeah i did one yeah um chanel damn i'm not the first yeah you're not the first but it's fine but yeah um i currently i say i well, day job, like I specialize in partnerships. So that's what I've done for the past few years. I started mm -hmm. in the fashion industry. Now I work for Forbes. Um, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but gent like partnerships is the common thread. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur. Um, I'm starting a footwear brand. Well, I say a lifestyle brand, but starting with footwear for women and 
you know, the girls like us. And yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. That's my thing. The girls, <laughs> I can't wait to see. I, you're so stylish. If everyone can so? see what she's wearing right now. Yeah, you're so cute. Aww. And the first time I met you, you were so put together also. Oh, wow. I really, I feel like I actually have no like real style. Mm. Or at least it doesn't come naturally to me. I feel like there are people who like, you know, like they can see the things and just like, pulled together me it's like i have a uniform so yeah i wear variations of the same thing every day the same thing well you pull it off great thank you okay so back to britney spears (laughs) i don't know if you saw but britney spears got slapped in the face by (laughs) oh my gosh so unfortunate didn't mean to laugh but it's like so random britney spears getting slapped in the face by a basketball player's security guard so the basketball player's name is Victor. I'm going to butcher his last name. Wembanyama. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So how would you react if you went up to somebody and you were trying to introduce yourself as like a fan and then you just got slapped in the face? Is that what happened? Like she just walked up to... and he just said from Britney's perspective she went up to kind of show Mm -hmm. love because she recognized a basketball player Mm -hmm. and the security guard was very aggressive Um, obviously the security guard has their perspective that Mm -hmm. Britney was allegedly uh, yelling uh, in a British accent (laughs) and being like belligerent so she got slapped in the face (laughs) but either way you would hope that a security guard or someone that you know are trying to show love to would show a little bit more yeah. respect than slapping in the face. So like <laughs> I how mean, would you react? That's crazy. I feel like granted, of course, I don't know the full story, but yeah. I feel like unless she was being physically violent, mm-hmm. he should definitely not have put his hands on her. Like I don't think that's called for. Yeah. And I know people can get belligerent and stupid and like all the things, but don't do that. Yeah. And now look at you. You slap Britney Spears. I know. <laughs> but if you're a basketball player and you pay a security guard a big bank, mm-hmm. I'm assuming he gets paid very well. And would you expect to that? Would you expect well, them to defend you at all costs? Defense. Even if it means a crazy pop star <laughs> and allegedly crazy pop stars running towards you. I mean, I think there's a middle ground, like secure the premises. Yeah. Security guard, <laughs> you know, keep the crazies away from me, but like maybe don't slap any and everyone only be- also too, because for the basketball player, like, look, I don't know basketball, so I don't know how popular this player yeah. is, but like either way, like you have a reputation, you have a brand. Exactly. So now it's your security guard, but nobody's saying the security guard's name. They're saying, your name and attaching the security guard to it. So it just falls back on, on you, you know, and now it looks like you condone that. And mm-hmm. you're like, you know, you're just ca- catching a lot of slack for something that you really shouldn't have to. And I think, especially on the heels of the story of the guy who was just murdered. Oh. Some say rightfully so. Oh, I couldn't 100% disagree with that, but like, Oh, have can you, not heard can you share a little bit about this? I might um, have. I can't remember the name of any of the people, but uh, there was a man and he's like arguing in some fast food, like little hole in the wall spot with a woman. Oh, I, and then, yeah, yeah and so I saw this. She like, I guess, texted her son to come in and bring the gun and the son shot the man. Now he's, you know, arguing with Satan probably, but, oh my God. but he punched her in the face like yeah. repeatedly and it was really crazy. And so. 
I think men, people in general should just probably learn to keep their hands to themselves. Yes. But like, as a man, let's be better. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that situation that you mentioned, I just remembered. And Nicki Minaj actually offered Mm -hmm. to give the boy um, like a scholarship or some help with the finances for college. Um, Because that's that had to be a really traumatic thing for the son to do to, you know, defend his mom in that way. But it just has to be done sometimes because, you know, that man, like he just seemed like um, the man in the case that slapped the woman. He just seemed like he was out of it. I don't, but the thing is, like, so much has come out about him now since mm-hmm. then where it's like, oh, yeah, like, he's beaten on multiple women and mm-hmm. he gets in fights often. It's like, yeah. this man was a nuisance to yes. the world, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, but, yeah, I'm sure he had some sort of problems to work out. But right. That definitely is, feel bad for that boy. That is a very sad situation. But, yeah, let's just keep our hands to ourselves. <laughs> Next sound off topic, um, Murder Beats. He's actually... Um, a producer, one of the top hip hop producers of our generation. And he posted a, a TikTok with a caption above it that was like, essentially a, around the words of like, no one knows who I am or whatever, or, you know, an annoying comment that a fan left. And he just looped all of his famous hip hop mm-hmm. hits. So my question is, do you prefer fame or to stack your money in silence? For sure in silence. Like (laughs) fame comes with so much like smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. I just, my goal always is freedom, financial freedom, like personal freedom to make the choices and do whatever I want with my days and my time and my life. So, yeah. I agree. I feel like stacking silence all the way. But like, is a little fame wrong though? I feel like you you want you want to be recognized for your efforts. Like like him, he's kind of separated from his brand, Murder on the Beats. No one knows that it's like this white guy that like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't recognize on the street. Would that bother you if like people Um, are? Yeah, like people underestimate you and don't know your talents. I mean, I don't think it's bad to want recognition. Yeah. For sure. Especially because, like, I mean, I will also say, like, at the end of the day, he put out his music. Like, he's mm-hmm. done what he's done. Nobody can take that away from him. You know, if he's got yeah. the records, if he's got the all the things, it's like, mm-hmm. whether you get your flowers or not, nobody can take that from you. Mm-hmm. That being said, people should be able to get their flowers. And people and still okay. want their flowers. Yeah. We know people want their flowers because we have like rich ass celebrities who are always talking about not getting their flowers. Like right. Tayana Taylor, for an example. Like, I mean, but she's a queen. She deserves her flowers, but she has also done well for herself financially and has all these avenues to make money. But she still has seemed to have like that chip on her shoulder when it came to the music industry. So I yeah. think getting your flowers is still important to people for some reason. And, you know, and I think it's a human, it's like human nature, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's kind of, I think for anyone who's just like, I really don't care at all about getting recognized Mm -hmm. for like people who work at freaking, I don't know, McDonald's. Like if you make the best fries, you won't want your recognition for making the best fries. So it's not even always just about like the levels of like, oh, I've like made all these hit records. I've done all these great things. I think as a human being, when you do something well or when you're really good at it or better than other people, you kind of just naturally want people to know. 
Yeah. And I think that's like, you can't pretend that that's not a thing we all feel a little bit, you know? That makes sense. Let's show, let's show people more love. Let's stop trying to be fake. Right. <laughs> and be like, no one knows what you do. You know what he does. You know murder <laughs> beats. Stop playing. So... Oh, I also saw this video where this woman was making spaghetti and everyone in the comments was talking shit about how she made spaghetti. Um, her spaghetti was like mixed with the meat sauce. Do you prefer your spaghetti mixed or unmixed? Okay. I know like the old Italian way is <laughs> to separate. Although I will say I've got this little like controversial opinion. I feel like Ooh. black people, Italian food, it's a different genre of food. Okay. And as much as I love authentic Italian, like there is a world where I might prefer the big ziti of a of a black woman. But that's not, that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. That being said, I know there's the old you know Italian way, but in a black household where you're like you know when spaghetti gets made, it's like for the week, like mm-hmm. this is you know even if there's other things like this spaghetti's gonna be here. You kind of have to separate the sauce and the noodles because otherwise it gets dry. It gets weird. It gets like it just loses its own, you know. But if you want it to be like the first time every time, I feel like you got to separate them. So you like it unmixed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I feel like I never in my household, we never had the spaghetti unmixed. It was always mixed. And y'all would like eat it for day, like days or would it be like just for the one night or two nights? Mm, let me think about it. Maybe like, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, probably maybe for like the second day up until the third day. <laughs> I mean, it was still hit. And it would still be good. <laughs> I mean, it hit. could be. I, I mean, that's also just how I grew up. So I never really had it. But I feel like, you know, if you've like gotten pasta from another place and maybe like from a restaurant mm-hmm. and you like heat it up the next day, it's like good. Mm-hmm. But like, dang, I just wish it had a little more moisture. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. know what it is about the refrigeration process, but. That makes sense. I, I hear that. I, I still eat it either way. What about, oh, quick note. What about sugar or no sugar? I can't speak on what I've ever had, but mentally, absolutely not to the sugar. Like Okay, what? no sugar here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's a Southern thing, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've never eaten spaghetti with sugar in it or seen someone put sugar in their spaghetti. But apparently that's like a big thing yeah. that I see on the Internet. Okay, good that we agree on that. One day, though, I don't know. Okay, this is my last sound off topic. (laughs) And this has been taking the internet by storm. So I saved it for last. Mm -hmm. Kiki Palmer and her man, Darius Dalton. Do you feel that Kiki should stop showing her booty cheeks? Or (laughs) after becoming a mom? Or is Darius doing too much? Um, I think he's definitely doing too much. I agree. Like... Grow up. I think even like, even if you wanted to make the argument, I mean, personally, I think Kiki looked great if she wants to show her booty cheek. She's a grown woman. She's not married. She's not, even if she was like, you're a grown woman, you're autonomous. Like you can do what you want. She makes her own money. She lives her life. Who's going to talk about her booty cheeks away? Yes. And quickly for context, like Kiki went to the Usher residency that he's Mm -hmm. doing in Las Vegas. And she, to me, if you're going to show skin, she did it in the most conservative way. Like she was, she was wearing a sheer 
overlay mm-hmm. over something that looked like a one-piece swimsuit, yeah. essentially something that people would wear to the beach. But she was wearing it, you know, in a really classy way. It was very classy for Vegas, in my opinion. I think so. Yeah. Even the, people were saying it was like the interaction with Usher. And she was smiling, so she was excited. It was so, like, come on, y'all. Like, But the thing is, it's because it's Kiki Palmer, because right. the girls in the audience, you know how the girls in the audience are. She's probably like, what was I doing that was different? I just saw someone jump on him and like twirl around so i don't know but i would but like again even if you could make the case right even if i sat here and said like kiki put your ass away like yeah i feel like as a man as a grown man but also like as a person who's in a relationship with this woman who's also the father of her child for you to go on twitter Mm -hmm. and retweet it and be like you know whatever he said I want you to be so, so serious. Like, yes. so for real. That felt very lame. And for very some lame. reason, the way Kiki had described him in interviews, I thought he seemed like the type to, like, play the back and be very mm-hmm. cool and, like, not really care about, like, social media and fame and stuff like that. But that just felt like a, like, almost like a troll move. Like, you know, yeah. media outlets are going to pick it up. Like, why not just text her, have the conversation at home? It was gross. I don't know. I'll turn off for sure. Yeah, because had yeah, that would have got me ooh, that would have got me so upset. Because luckily Kiki is so loved mm-hmm. by everybody. So everybody right. in the comments is like, man, Kiki sit down. Right. Like, Kiki, go get your employee. But <laughs> I mean, hey. But it's like, what if she wasn't that loved? It's like he just mm-hmm. threw her out to the wolves. And there are the comments of the, you know, the men and mm-hmm. the conservative police and shit like that. So he just threw her out to the wolves to get like cyber bullied. But luckily, you know, she has a lot of fans that love her. But it's like, why bash your woman in, in public? It was very gross. Just yeah. very weird behavior. Like, mm-hmm. very yuck. Like, like don't like yuck. I would never be able to forget something like that. Like, why would you do that? That's what I'm saying. I don't know how she's going to get over it. But I mean, people get over worse, but it's just it's just the principle that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so we're done with our sound off and now we'll go straight to Casa Confessions. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I might do a lot of drinking. It's not that bad. It's okay. If you need to tap out, let us know. Um, and LR would definitely take the reins from then, and I will take the reins as well. Um, or for LR. <laughs> so, yeah, we can take a shot to start off just to, you know, get things popping. Um, don't go crazy with the shots because he, he likes to get crazy. <laughs> Be heavy handed. Yes. And baby, baby one. And I'm just coming back from New Orleans. So I already oh drank God. enough. How was your New Orleans trip? Like, New Orleans was so lit. Like, how do I feel about New Orleans? I feel like for me, it's not the things that you do. It's just the energy. Like, I like being around the people. I love the culture. It seems like I can't believe it's in the U.S. Like, it seems like its own culture. I love being called baby. (laughs) I love it so much. And yeah, I ate a lot of like, I ate seafood boil. I like fried stuff, po' boys, just everything. The food is everything. It's hard to go wrong with the food there. It's so yes. Good. And um, yeah, I went to like a few clubs on Bourbon Street. I went to Frenchman Street mm-hmm. also. Um, yeah, it's just lit everywhere like you go. Fun. Yeah. And so, so many fun. places with no cover. So oh yeah, like was, you're just bouncing in and out. It's and definitely like, an affordable trip. Yeah. You went to New Orleans recently. How was your experience? Yeah, like top of June, I think. Yeah. Was- it was really fun. Like I went with one of my good girlfriends and we just went and toured up 
just <laughs> just had the time of our lives and it's a really good girls trip place did you yes, go for with it girls it was a or? girls trip yeah, it was so good it. and it was crazy because um the first few days the first few days that we were there it was like around for fourth of july but also oh, it was what made a lot of people go there was it was essence fest oh yeah 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 so there was so many people there yeah i saw Pretty V from Instagram. Okay. Do you know her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw her at my hotel lobby. Who else I saw? My friend. She saw like this nurse influencer that she follows because mm-hmm. she's a nurse. So it was like everyone was there and everybody was dressed so cute. Mm-hmm. And then on the last day that we were there, which was yesterday, I came back yesterday night. And the night before, it was like all the tourists were gone. Mm-hmm. So it was just locals. Mm-hmm. So I got to see real New Orleans. And it was a little... <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you drive outside of like French Quarter and like to the different wards and this one, yeah. like you see, yeah, I, I was a little like, Ooh. but my friend was like, no, we have to go out tonight out. Yeah. Tonight. It's our last night out, so I still went. You know, I passed the the because Canal Canal it was a Canal Street. Canal Street wasn't looking like how it was looking mm-hmm. a few days before, but I was just like, okay, I still walked through. I went to Bourbon <laughs> Street. It was all locals and stuff. Uh-huh. You could feel the different energy. But when we went inside the club, it was really cool. Like everybody was dancing, dancing mm-hmm. like and they were playing like the New Orleans uh, bounce Ooh. music. So girls was just shaking ass wow. everywhere. I was like, like hopping on the like hopping <laughs> on the wall, shaking ass. I was like, people still dance like this. New York could never. <laughs> They New York could never. Like well, okay, I can't say that. Like, I feel like we don't dance enough here. It's weird. I hate to say it. Like, if I want to go out and just like dance and be free, if it's not going to be like an Afrobeat party or something, yeah, you kind of have to go to the little white bars. And that's that true. That's true. I'm Unfortunately, sorry. I mean, you can't dance how you want it. I mean, I guess you can, but it, like, you it's meant however you want. It's mainly, yes, it is. You <laughs> dance however you want. Yeah, there's like a weirdo in the middle and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be dancing to like the early 2000s. Yeah, they'll play but. like a Hannah Montana remix or something like that. But like I'm getting my life with enough drinks. It's, like, it's true. Why do we have to resort to the white clubs in order to get lit and dance? Yeah. Also, the gay clubs, gay, gay parties clubs and stuff too. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, they was shaking ass. It reminded me of the early 2000s. I was like, I love it here. And then <laughs> it was cool to see how much they fucked with Lil Wayne. They played like two or three Lil Wayne songs back to back and then everybody, like everybody was rapping it like kind of like it was like um, Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares. Like they were rapping it like that, Lil Wayne. I was like, that's lit. Yeah. To like have your city fuck with you like that. That's. I mean, it's like, I can't, I mean, I don't know enough, nearly enough about rap or Southern rap to say that he put them on, but I'm saying like Lil Wayne has been for decades now, like. For New Orleans. The spokesperson of Louisiana. That makes sense. You know what I just learned? Don't like think I'm stupid, but no. you know how I'm like in the songs when they say like Louisiana. Okay. You never heard that? Louisiana? I just put it together that they're like, it's a play on his name and Louisiana. I was like. I don't even think I really noticed that. So you're not done. It's like, like a producer side. Like, yeah. Like intro. He produces? No, no, no. Like, it's, like, it's like an intro into his song. Oh. Louisiana. I don't think I, I ever know. I was it. like, wow. That's interesting. All right, we didn't take our shot. Oh, so yeah. let's take our shot. <laughs> and then Sorry. we're going to get into the Casa Confession. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Born. Mm-hmm. All right, Casa Confessions. What is one of your hygiene turnoffs with men? Mm. There's so many. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Just one. 
I'm a big like breath person. Mm. So like, or just smells in general. But I think that's normal. But I feel like I have a very sensitive nose. So like, mm-hmm. if the breath is a little off, if the body's a little funky, if I'm just like, and I'm the type to kind of like give hints and be like, oh, like, oh, I use. Like, have you ever tried TheraBreath? It's so good. Like, it'll look really cool. Have you ever tried soap? Literally. <laughs> Ooh, you know? But that's, yeah. Okay. That. And a lot, it's true what they say. Like, a lot of men, if you let them, like, if you don't clock them on their hygiene, but, I mean, I, I can't speak for your people. But, <laughs> but, like, if you don't clock a lot of men on their hygiene, like, they will just let a lot of, a lot of shit slide. Oh, no. I have a friend who recently found, okay. Let me know how you feel about this. So you found out her man, her man has 15 cavities and also he has fungus on his feet. So like four out of five of his toes on each side are black. And, and he gave her a little bit of fungus, but she fixed it. <laughs> Wait, this was, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. Would you, Wait. how would you feel about this? Okay. But he's he, contagious. Apparently I had no clue. Yeah. Like okay. when you're rubbing it, they're doing footsies and stuff. A little black spot came on her toe, but she ah. just, she just got the, you know, the drugstore cream and stuff. Cause he doesn't put the drugstore cream. So oh. he's had the fungus like for the last few years, but it's gotten worse and worse because from getting like athlete's foot and um, from high school football. And he just saw them like one by one turning black. And yes. Like, I'm going to just let it. <laughs> and now he's finally fixing the issue. Same with okay. the cavities. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> but these are the things women have to like, we have to deal with this stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, those sound like, like they do, but those sound like deep medical issues. Like, <laughs> But I also don't know, like, how does one even get athletes? Is that just from, like, sweat? Well, or? he said it was because of he didn't have money to get new cleats. So okay. your cleats get, once oh. they get wet, it's like they're kind of destroyed. Like and the surgery. Yeah, oh, and all okay, the bacteria okay. just grows in there. So you can't really use wet, nasty cleats after a while. Mm. Um, but he did repeatedly. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> we can't knock him for being broke i guess at such a young age but this seems like a more expensive issue like now he needs to go to the podiatrist or whatever for like monthly sessions to like get his toenails clipped and treated i mean if she (laughs) likes it she's 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 sticking beside him yeah i mean she got you know she's actually a nurse so i don't think she's that disgusted by bodily things yeah Yeah, so that's a the benefit to her okay well (laughs) <laughs> the yeah. 15 cavities. 15 is, I mean, that's how many teeth do we even have? Like, <laughs> like half of them. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So that's a no for you. Good to know. So next classic confessions question. You fucking Morgan Freeman or Stevie Wonder? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Yo, who thought he's going to That one was him. That one was a lot. Well, actually, he it was it was a mutual effort. I added a little part to it. <laughs> I mean, off the top of my head, probably Morgan Freeman. I mean, he's like <laughs> he got that strong that voice. Look, he's got the voice. He's tall. Right. You know, I love Stevie though. Like he's one of my favorite artists. But okay, I don't know. I might, I might not take it. I don't He's a guy with so many, like... <laughs> not the body... <laughs> not the body movements. I'm saying he has such, like, iconic movements, is what yeah. I'm saying. I feel like 
the second I saw him do something like that, I would just be taken to another place. I don't know. Okay. So we're going to go with Morgan. Morgan Freeman. But imagine him like narrating the sex. <laughs> like, I mean, but also that's kind of legendary. Like, I don't, like, be like in a time where she threw that ass back. I don't but know. But who can say they've had like, that's, yes. that's kind of iconic. Okay. I like where your head's at. <laughs> where in the country are the men with the best dick? I literally would be the last to know. So I'm okay. All right, she's taking a little girl. What the? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what she was trying to do. <laughs> you get? <laughs> I was like, shut your legs. You guys gotta see the little teardrop of Casa of Casa that she just tried to. Okay. Oh, he was he, he real light. He was very nice to her that. with the second shot. It's a long way back to Long Island. <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll wrap this up soon. I wish I could keep going because I actually had some more crazy questions for you, but we'll wrap this up. Um, well, the Casa portion. So Cardi B said, I'm sexy dancing in the house. I feel like Britney Spears. What makes you feel sexy? Um, I don't know. I think just, it's hard to say. Like, I don't think there's any specific thing, but I feel like I love like showing skin. Like I love my skin complexion. So I love mm. when I've got like shoulders and decolletage and like a phone <laughs> and, and you know, just like the sun's glistening. And when I feel very cleaned up and put together, it's just like, yeah, my girl. Yes. I feel like I love shoulders too and Mm -hmm. decolletage. But do you feel like guys notice that? Like guys are like, ooh, those are some sexy shoulders. I think it's one of those things. I think there are a lot of, for a lot of things, like even when you think about like makeup and hair and whatever, there's always this thing where people say like, men don't know the difference between X, this or that Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I do feel like even if they don't know the specific thing, mm-hmm. they know that they like it. Yes. You know, so like a guy could look at you and be like, there's something about you that's yeah. just so like, he won't be able to pinpoint that it's your shoulders being out, mm-hmm. but he he might be like, you're just, you look so natural or so like, you know? I so, agree. You know. What's the word? Decolletage. <laughs> is this. You don't, you, LR, have you ever looked at a woman's collarbones and been like, yum? Like not her titties, but like, her collarbone, because like girls, chest. a yeah. lot of girls. Said, though, it's like the full, I don't know, package. Yeah. So you never been like mm, those <laughs> collarbones, because girls tend to like their collarbones. Yeah. Okay. But as a man, you would never pay that much attention. You would never know. Pay attention, but it's like a full like the way it all comes. It's together. the way it all, yeah, like the whole upper. I don't know, situation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you for making it through casa confessions we still got more wow. but i'm sweating we made it like <laughs> you went through it like a trooper it wasn't bad yeah so now show and tell um usually if we had like a rapper or a singer or mm-hmm. a dancer we would have them start mm-hmm. like you know break dancing okay. but <laughs> but you know, for show and tell, you could do whatever you like, but maybe something like talk more about resources that helped you grow in your 20s or helped mm. you develop in your career within partnerships. Um, I'll go with a resource. I'll say one of the so I am an entrepreneur, but I've always been very entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. And I'll say like one of the things that has driven me or one of the, like I feel like I 
I'm confident in my ability to achieve success mm-hmm. simply because I know that I can. Yes. You and I feel like it. knowing is half the battle. Mm-hmm. But I think also just like from a practical perspective, knowing what the steps are to do something or hearing stories or hearing like real life, um, you know, situations and like lessons is really helpful. And mm-hmm. so a podcast that I've listened to for years and still love is called How I Built This. Mm-hmm. And literally founders of so many different companies from like the biggest ones to some that you might not have heard of, but have achieved like really cool success to, you know, ones that like we're really familiar with. Um, They have the founders on and they Mm -hmm. will tell the story of like, this is how I went from point A to point B. And this is like, these are the ups and downs that I experienced in that process. And, you know, what I've learned and this is how I, I got to where I am. And so that's really, really helped me just because it made certain goals realistic for me because it's like, oh, wow. Okay. It's not impossible. You know, for someone like me, who's again, I've always been entrepreneurial when I was in like middle school was when Facebook really started popping and everyone was like, I want to have the next Facebook, you know, Mm -hmm. it's cool to say that, but I feel like you don't really know what it is to even embark on that kind of journey. Um, especially when you're black or brown and you don't have any real representation, those sorts of things can seem so like distant from your reality. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think hearing those stories made it all a lot more real and tangible for me. Yeah. So check it out. That's dope. Yeah. So after you get ratchet with Bronx girl at heart, (laughs) you can head over to (laughs) to that podcast, you know, duality, duality, baby. Love that. Okay. So Really appreciate that. Now we're going to get into our main topic. So I want to talk a little bit about what we know now that we didn't know in our early 20s and our teens and also the benefit of building female friendships. Um, Do you feel that having friends um, has been more helpful or damaging in your 20s? Definitely helpful. Okay. And like what ways? Like do you have a specific memory where like a friend really came through for you? Um, and maybe open doors for you or give you an opportunity that you wouldn't have had if it was just you on your own? Um, or even like yeah. exposure, like exposing you to different things. All of the things. I think like from like a, again, more tangible resource perspective, there have been like rooms I've been able to enter just because I know someone, who mm-hmm. know a woman who was willing to put me on and give me an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in situations where I've struggled and like didn't know what to do. And if yeah. I didn't have, the female friends that I had in my life, I probably would not have been able to navigate through them the same ways. Um, But I also love for me personally, like for the group of women that I surround myself with when I, and I have like different, you know, hubs and groups of people that I hang around. I love that they're also dynamic, Mm -hmm. you know, like again, I was in the fashion industry. So I have a lot of fashion, quote unquote, fashion friends or people from that world that's a very like particular group. But then I also have like friends from college who are like, you know, one of my friends is a nurse. One's like yeah. a paralegal. One's a school psychologist, you know? Um, and I think that has, it's helped me, I think, to stay grounded because I think sometimes when you're too caught in like one world or one way, you can get lost in the sauce. I actually think it works both ways. I think bubbles in general are bad. So sometimes you can be around people who are like too far removed and you can become that way too. And then sometimes you're around people who are a little bit too grounded, who are too reserved and who maybe don't have the same 
you know, drive our ambitions as you. And I don't think that's great either. So I think just having women around me for sure, but then like a dynamic group of women who, you know, contribute to my life in many different ways has been really helpful. Yeah. Having that balance. Um, How do you feel? Okay. So you mentioned like having the different groups of women around you, but how do you feel like you take advantage of that? Cause I found that that was hard for me. Like, it's like, I know a person that does this or in theory, I could reach out to this person, but what do I do once I reach out to them or what do I do Mm -hmm. once I'm in the room with them? I actually don't think I take advantage mm-hmm. enough. Um, I think there are some times when it's like a given, like if I'm struggling and my friend is like talking to me, okay, they're going to pour into me because mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. When they're a good friend. Right. right. Yeah. But I think there are times like now there are things I could be doing, people I could be reaching out to mm-hmm. and I don't. Again, no, what is that? I don't know. I do like, that too. I think, I don't know if it's like, some like hidden childhood trauma or whatever, Mm -hmm. or just a thing where you're afraid to reach out or you don't want to feel like you're burdening people or putting too much on them. But yeah, I don't know. I want to get better at it though. Mm -hmm. And I've I've done it, but I need to be better. Yeah. I think for me, sometimes I feel like I need to have like all of my ducks in a row and be completely perfect before I come up to somebody or I approach somebody. But I don't think that's the case. Maybe we need to be less harsh on each other. Like sometimes it could just be like, hey, like I really appreciate what you do. Would you mind sitting down with me for 10 minutes, you know, and having a conversation, you know, and building those relationships. So when you have that big idea, they're Mm -hmm. there, you know. So do you feel like you um, have learned things in your 20s that you wish you knew when you were a teenager? Or in your early 20s? Um, I mean, probably, but I do feel like I also have no regrets. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I've gone through everything I needed to. Mm-hmm. Through, like, I feel like the reason I'm so, like, confident or comfortable in my own skin now is because, because I went the through the insecurity, or, you know? Yeah. Which I still struggle with, but, like. You have to like some. There's a really good saying out there related to this. I can't remember, but like sometimes you have to go through the shit to get to the good parts. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I think maybe you're not ready for certain information mm-hmm. at a certain time in your life. You know, that's true. Like I think there's, I think there are probably some things that I just it would have been a little bit too early for me to apply it the right way. Yeah. What's like a big hurdle that you went through that you're like, oh, I'm so glad I'm done with that and I'm not dealing with that anymore or I'm not dealing with mm-hmm. that as bad. For me, like mm-hmm. for me, it was just um, attachment. Now I've noticed as I'm getting older, it almost happens like every year. I feel a little more detached from people and their issues and their bullshit mm-hmm. and the things that they do to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was like people's energy and the things people do to me and the things people say to me felt so like a burden that I had to carry and felt so, I don't know. I just felt it on me at all times. Now I feel like there's a, like a layer or two over that. It's like a mm-hmm. little bit, the bullshit is farther removed than it was before. So I don't know what that is. I think it's, I don't know if it's like, I kind of, got cat like my heart has gotten a little calloused or something and I'm just like kind of used to the bullshit but I like that I like that it's like something like I know when things happen to me I'm like 
okay, this is affecting me, but this would send me down a spiral a few mm. years ago and I'm chilling right now. Mm-hmm. And it may just be because maybe work tires me out. I got other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Also, I've been through this and seen you or someone like you about four or five times by now. So by the sixth time, it might just be age and experience. Not that I'm that old, but not that I'm not th- that old, but you know, that's mine. That's a good one. And I, I feel like I relate to that. Like, yeah. The older I get, the more I'm just like, anyway, moving on. Like it just yeah. becomes so much easier to just say, I don't have it in me. Mm-hmm. So you be blessed. And right. that's it. That's I'm all. still not like that for everything. I wish I was like it's that hard. a little bit more because I think naturally I'm kind of like a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. But definitely about half of the shit that used to get to me now it kind of just bypasses me. Like, it's almost like, okay, don't have space for that in my brain. Mm-hmm. Bye. Literally. <laughs> yeah. And it becomes like, because you're 20. Yeah, I'm 24. Yeah. And I'm 27. So yeah. I, got, I got three extra years of like not giving a fuck. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <the> face. <laughs> but that. <laughs> but that I makes me. Up there, yeah. That makes me excited. 27 is young. <laughs> my birthday. I thought she was. Yeah, yeah, you thought she, she yes, girl. <laughs> you not age I mean, today. My birthday just passed. It was July first. So her happy birthday! Yeah. Oh my god, you should have told us this. <laughs> night. <laughs> yes, you should have <laughs> came with a with a sash a on. Sash <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm already like not giving a fuck now. Like by the time I'm thirty, I should really be like. In there, no, you, know? you don't understand. That makes me so excited to <laughs> like, hear that you're 27. Like, I'm like, I'm 24. Maybe in three years, I will really conquer the not give a fuckness. I'm literally. so excited. And I think that excited because I think to answer your question, like, I feel like it's similar to what you said in the sense of like, I just care a lot less about all the things. Like, I think as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. quote unquote, but like more mature, more, more mature, grown. more grown, have, have, uh, I've had more experiences. I've realized that my goals for me are strictly for me. So like when I think about what I want out of life, like, you know, the kind of life I want to live, it's me, you know? So when you, it's very easy to get caught up in so many other people and what Mm -hmm. they want and what they think should be, you know, your life and what they think is the right way and what they aspire to, um, what they think is important. And it's just like, it doesn't matter. You know, like when you start to really separate what's actually going to get me closer to my goal versus mm-hmm. what is going to look good or what's going to align with other people's ideas of what's mm-hmm. right. You start to see it's a big separation mm-hmm. and I've become a lot more comfortable just saying, I don't care about any of that stuff. As long as I'm getting out of this, what I need, or if I'm like, I'm going in the direction that I want to go, I'm mm-hmm. happy. And that's really helps me a lot with like, decision-making and, you know, friendships, career choices, all of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now what about dating? Do you feel Mm. that, (laughs) do you feel that being, you know, in your mid twenties, you know, you're so in the middle, (laughs) do you feel like being there has helped you with dating? Like we just talked about that detachment. Is that something that exists with whoever you're dating or is that out of the window? Is that still a a variable for you that you haven't figured out? I think definitely. I mean, so a little background, I didn't really date so much in my early twenties. I Mm -hmm. think just because to be honest, I think same. 
I looked around at my friends who were dating and some of their situations Literally. and I was like, I don't, I don't want I it. I don't see this for me. Like, I don't think this is something I need to jump into. Um, and I'm very glad that I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy at that time to feel like you're missing out or, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe I should just bypass these red flags and like go for it because it would be funner. Um, but no. So in the past few years is when I've been a bit more active and intentional about dating. And I think because I waited until I've gotten closer to this point in my life, I'm able to be a lot more. I'm clear on what I want, again, thinking about long term and I don't leave a lot of room for anything outside of that, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's like, OK, like I can date casually, but I know that from the beginning, you know, so if you're not checking boxes and I know everyone's got a list and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not realistic. But for me, it's like if you're not meeting me here, I don't really care what it looks like to everyone else because mm-hmm. people will tell you, well, this is a good guy. Right. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't align with what I want. Mm-hmm. And so. I hear you, but I don't. Yeah. I'm moving on. You know? Right. Wait, so you can date casually? How does that look? I mean, okay, that's a newfound discovery for me because mm-hmm. I've always been the kind of person like, I don't want to date. Like, I just want to meet my husband and mm-hmm. meet the one guy and then we click and like we get married and whatever. I don't want to have to do the whole dating thing. It's annoying. It's, I hate it. Mm-hmm. But then I met someone more recently and we kind of dated and I realized very quickly, like, maybe that's not what I want. Like, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it taught me a lot, mm-hmm. but, um, and it went smoothly. It wasn't traumatic or it wasn't ugly. traumatic. Um, I think that it is, helps a lot that the guy was, you know, not a terrible guy. So, yeah. you know, that was nice. Um, it ended because we wanted different things, mm-hmm. but, um, that just sounds so wholesome well, and okay. not toxic. I should, well, it was wholesome, but I should say, I was kind of figuring myself out. Mm-hmm. He knew what he wanted, you know? Mm. So that technically wasn't really dating casually. Like it was casual for me, but you know. Yeah. So that's being important alive. to say though, because yeah. I feel like it's usually women, it's usually the opposite. Yeah. We usually hear about the women knowing what they want and then the men like just kind of lollygagging. But sometimes women are figuring their shit out too. And the men want more or like have a clear path for themselves. Yeah. Where are these men though? Well, I'll say this. <laughs> I mean, I tend to date a little bit older. Mm. Not old, old, but like in their 30s. Is that, oh, is that the trick? How long have you been dating men in their 30s? I mean, for the, like, that's pretty much what I've dated for the past few years. Yeah. For the past few years? Yeah. I think because for me, it's just a lot of the qualities that I like in a man. It just happens to come at that age, like as far as the way you carry yourself, like your maturity. Like, I don't think even the same guy, like I told you, he was, Mm -hmm. you know, a good guy. So, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if maybe if I met that guy when he was like 25, if that could have gone the same way. You know, I think you just have so much more experience by that age. They're a lot less drama full. Do they have kids? A lot of them do. I don't do kids though. So, so you just avoid them when they have kids. Yeah. So you've been able to find 30 year old men without yeah. kids. Well, I mean, we're in New York, so it's like, you know, I feel like a New York thirties is like the like 25 somewhere else, you know, like down South or something. These men are third. These men are pushing 40, like <laughs> partying outside. Okay. Isn't that concerning though? It is. <laughs> okay. So you're getting the mature 30 yeah. year old. That's what men. I'm looking for. Yeah. 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 Okay, that might be the cheat code. I've been thinking about that too. Like, I'm like, should I go for someone in their 30s? But I feel like I'll be scared with someone in their 30s that I don't have my shit together. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of them don't either. But yeah. then it's, I don't know, it's it's weird. Like, I feel like they're also not necessarily looking for that from you. Like, they're not mm. looking for you to... But do I want that? Do I want someone who just wants a token or something or like a dumb girl? Well, I think there's there's like levels, you know, mm-hmm. like it can be ambition. You can have like goals and maybe plans or, you know, right. action. Like you don't need the things, yeah. but they're looking for someone that's maybe mentally at their level or driven yeah. or whatever. Yeah. OK, that's a good trick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna start. Everyone though, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, gonna ch- I'm gonna check out the 30s. Oh, I'm scared. It's just hard though because I I'm mean, scared. also like men in their late 30s are like, oh shit, like I want a family, and then they late 30s is crazy, and they're like, uh. so yeah, I'm ready to get married, and I'm like, whoa, uh, <laughs> late 30s is crazy. I'm just here to vibe, so <laughs> not these ovaries, <laughs> like not these right here. Okay, so back to. Uh, friendships and making friends do you feel like i I remember when we met you talked about your resting bitch face (laughs) yeah do you feel like your resting bitch face has been a real block for you when it comes to developing friendships and how do you get around that yes and no so like mine has always been a thing i was always that girl you know growing up where everyone's like she thinks she's better than everyone she's so Mm -hmm. standoffish she's so and i'm like bro i'm just socially awkward like i'm not speaking because i literally don't know what to say you know so that's always been a thing i've struggled with and i think when i was younger um especially in like high school it used to really get to me because it's like how dare you judge me and you don't even know me and you're calling Mm -hmm. me a bitch and i've done nothing And so I think as I got older, especially like in college, I tried to reverse that and like overcompensate and be like overly like extra nice, extra and like bubbly, which just wasn't me. It was really draining. Um, And then I've kind of like reverted back to just I think maybe I found my middle ground. Mm -hmm. And so I it kind of has, you know, made it difficult, but it hasn't stopped the good people from coming through. like most of my friends they say like oh when I first met you like I really didn't like you I thought you were a bitch but then I like met you and you were cool like that's a consistent thing that I hear (laughs) and I'm like why are y'all so judgmental (laughs) discuss that yeah yeah do you feel like that says something more about the other people who are who are saying that you have a bitch face because it's just why do women have to be smiling all the time right and I mean, I guess it's like people can only go off of what they see. You mm-hmm. know, we we all judge books by their covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because I've been on the receiving end of that, I'm more cognizant of not being so judgmental towards people. But, you know, let's be better people. I don't know. Yeah. So how do you recommend people seek these friendships and these networking opportunities for themselves? Like, because they say in your 20s, it's like the hardest time to make friends and maybe just adulthood in general. Like, how do you make adult friends? Honestly, like most of my friends are from college or through like work. You know, I think more recently, like this year, I was like, I want to expand my you know community, Mm. which is why it started going to like, like where we went, where we met and um. Yeah, I think just put yourself out there. I mean, people always say like join classes or things like that, but I don't know. It can be kind of awkward because mm-hmm. sometimes people just do classes because they want to learn a skill or something, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really hard to find spaces where everyone's actually open to like making friends or which is why I really liked going to the meetups that we 
that out because it's like I know everyone in here is at least kind of open to having a conversation and making a new friend. Yeah. So I don't know. Look on look online or TikTok. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. But I think that's a good point because a lot of people are like, yeah, go this place, go this place. But you go to the place and everyone's just like doing their own thing. And like, especially like workout classes. I go to so many workout classes. I don't really like I, I guess it depends on your personality, but like mm-hmm. I don't really talk to many people in workout classes because it's like I go to the class and then afterwards I'm dripping in sweat. I may say a little, oh, yeah, good class. And then I'm going to run home. Yeah. They need to shower. So and it's weird, though, because I feel like everyone's having this experience individually. Like there's probably multiple people in your workout class who also want to be making friends. Mm-hmm. But because we feel like everyone else is in their own bubble, we just go into ours. So yeah. nobody ever like makes the move. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't really know how so to just saying, really just break saying, that. Just saying, fuck it. Just saying but yeah. yes, but also that note of like maybe finding spaces where you know other people are open mm-hmm. to it, like meetups, like the one we went to or yeah. events for like-minded people to get to know each other and talk. Yeah. Or just like stop giving a fuck and like don't be so caught up in like, am I going to look crazy or awkward? Yeah. I feel like if you have good intentions and you go go up to someone and try to like make conversation if they're weird to you, then that's their mm-hmm. issue. Like nobody can say, even if they like want to talk shit about you, it's like, I was just a cool person trying to come make conversation. Like, yeah. You can't say I did anything wrong. So yes, you got to stop giving a fuck, but not going to lie, especially in New York, it does happen. Like you go up to people and you try to be social and then they're just like, literally the face <laughs> you just made, the face you just made. Then they're like, and then they walk away. I'm like, Bitch, you're the weird one. Like, I just, I'm just drunk and having fun. Ew. Bye. And that's what I keep in mind. Yeah. I'm not the weird one here. (laughs) (laughs) So um, a segment that we always do is called Harsh Truth. So we have our guests share a lesson that they learned in recent years or just through our conversation. So what's a harsh truth that you've learned recently? Hmm. I guess a harsh truth. I guess I don't really learn this recently, but just like for the most part, if you mm. want something like you have to get it yourself, you mm. know, like nobody's waiting around to like hand you your dream job, your dream opportunity, your dream, you know, significant other, whatever the case may be. Like if you want it, you have to work for it and it's not going to be fun. It's not going to look good. And it's not, you're probably not going to get the pats on the back for it. Like we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, like you just have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it even when no one's looking yeah. and even when you're not getting appreciated for it. And take the step and like stick with it. And yeah. Yeah. That's a great harsh truth. So it was so great having you on. Yes. This was fun. My it, first podcast. Yes. <laughs> hopefully you, hopefully you come back and maybe we'll hear, maybe we'll hear you and others and all over the place once your brand takes off (laughs) um do you want to plug your social media or any of your like business stuff um nothing for the business is launched okay terrible timing i mean people can follow me on instagram if you want don't post anything but if you (laughs) want to just follow me for fun you could do that i guess um 
Your little highlights are really interesting. I oh, mean, are they? Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was trying to add a little something to the page because I'm like, this is really a ghost page. Yeah. Because um, you get to see what you do like in your, some, a yeah. little inside scoop of like your job and what you do professionally. Yeah. I like to like, I like it because you can categorize yes. and, like, all the things. Um, but yeah, so my Instagram is Alana Azeji, A-L-A-N-A-E-Z-E-J-I. And you can go watch my highlights. Yeah. <laughs> no posts. <laughs> and keep a lookout because her brand is about to yes. take off real soon. Um, lastly, we always have a song of the pod. So is there a song that you've been enjoying lately? And I'll just play it so it could lead us out. Oh, um, okay. The song has been getting some hate because of Drake's verse. Oh. But who told you? Okay. Jay. Who's, I think it's a London rapper. Who told you? Wait, I think I, I heard this song recently. I love I think it. I I've been having it on replay and I like Drake's verse. I don't care what anyone says. They can get over it. Oh, <laughs> you, you heard it here. Well, it was great having you. And <laughs> um, everyone listening, we'll see you next time. Please follow us at Bronx Girl at Heart Podcast on Instagram. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Who told you bad man don't dance? Who told you gangsters don't dance? Even with a weapon, my hip hop dance. Bad man, take another sip and dance. Tina feet don't trip and dance. The guy was.